from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Carolina Hurricanes are having their exit interviews today. We are going to talk with Seth Jarvis here in about 13 minutes. So at 3.15, Carolina Hurricanes forward Seth Jarvis will be joining us joining us here on today's show. But players had their exit interviews, and a major question is for guys that were free agents like Freddie Anderson, Auntie Ronta, Jordan Stahl, Derek Stepan, Paul Stastny. All these guys were asked about their future. But the biggest ones, Stahl being the captain, Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ronta because of the two goaltenders from this season. Obviously, Kochekov, is, his name's thrown in there as well. But that was a big question, big thing that was brought up, Brian Murphy, is, all right, what do you want? What's your plan? You know, because some guys will sit there and say, hey, you know what? I like it here, but I want to do what's best for me. You know, my, that might include exploring stuff. Uh, but some guys are like, this is the place I want to be. And, and these exit interviews happen every year. This is, oh, yeah, this this is, is a common traditional, thing. Huh? common thing. But it is kind of the last chance to find out where do you stand? Do you want to come back? Do you want to go? Are you going to explore Does free the team agency? want you back? Right. And we, and we don't know. <laughs> you know, we didn't we didn't get to talk to Rod Brindamore or, or Don Waddell today. So we don't exactly know, not that they would tip their hand, but yeah. we don't exactly know if some of these guys who want to come back, we're, we're not exactly sure if the Hurricanes want them back. Big one, Jordan Stahl discussed about his future, and he says he doesn't plan on testing free agency. Uh, I don't plan on going anywhere. Um, obviously, been here long enough and uh, no reason to leave, but um, I'm sure we'll find a way to get a deal uh, done uh, now that we're finished here, and um, we'll uh, hopefully check off some unfinished uh, business here. And he was he was adamant right from the get go. He's like, I want to finish my career here. And there's no doubt that Rob Brendamore and the team wants him back. So he's their captain, but they they want him back in some way, shape, or form. Obviously, working out the terms of the deal are going to be a thing. But if if I'm his agent, I'm here. saying, what are you doing? What are you no, doing? You're giving no, no, away no, no. all Come our leverage. Now. No leverage. I think I think they'll do right by him and make something fair. Yeah. Honestly, I think they will. I mean, because he's at the point in his career where. He's been here for 10-plus years now, and he's established his family and everything here in terms of community. Why pick up and try and go somewhere for to get an extra year on a contract for maybe an extra $500,000 per year? Uproot and move your family when you know that you have a, a base already set here in Raleigh in the area. It's hard to ask a family at that age to up and move just for a couple more years. I think a couple of – you know, he's the captain. Yeah, you you start to look at what happens after your career. Mm-hmm. If you're associated with one team, you know I know he, I know he's played other places, but if you're become associated with one team, that leads to opportunities after your career is over. Yeah, and then lastly, yeah, the teams that may offer him more money are probably teams that are not playoff teams. They exactly. need a veteran to come in and mentor young guys. Well, you know, here you got a chance to win the Stanley Cup. I know you haven't. I know we talked about that yesterday. Yeah, but th- this team's gonna. I mean, almost assuredly be in the playoffs next year. Oh, yeah. Almost assuredly be one of the teams that's talked about as contenders for the Stanley Cup. That's important to guys when you get to that point of your career. It definitely is. And Stoltz actually spoke about why he wants to finish his career in Carolina. At the end of last year, I was just kind of always just mentally uh, wanted to play at the end of the contract was and be relevant still. So I'm, I'm happy I'm still relevant, playing some good hockey and, and contributing. Um and then now, yeah, just moving forward, um, just want to be here and uh, want to be a part of this group. Love these guys and um, love this organization. It's been so much, 
so much fun and so blessed to, to be here and be part of this as long as I have and, and the way it's headed. And I want to uh, I want to finish it off, uh, finish my career off here. There it is. There it is. He, he wants to be here. And this kind of ties in a lot with Rob Brindamore is when Rob Brindamore was named head coach. He didn't want to be just an NHL head coach. He wanted to be the coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. There's a difference between the two because there's some guys out there that doesn't matter where it is. I'll take the job because they want to have that opportunity, their first crack. But no, he's like, I don't want to be a head coach somewhere else. This is the place I want to be. And we're seeing that with Jordan Stahl. Too. When, when you hear Jordan Stahl talk, I wonder if the Hurricanes had been the team to skate off with the cup this year, if that would have been it. I mean, the way he talks Ooh. about things to finish. And, yeah. You know, that's a really good point. You know, winning that cup does change, you know, changes people's minds about things that, you know, that's, that's the goal for so many of these guys. And if you finally do it, I think it, it reorients what, what your priorities are or what they become. Yeah. That's a really good point. I didn't think about it in that regard is that not everyone gets that send off that, that ideal moment of like, you know what? I was at this team for a long time. It, the, Jerome Bettis, right. for example, John Elway, Denver Broncos in the late 90s wins back-to-back Super Bowls and retires that way. Jerome Bettis, longtime Steelers running back in his home city of Detroit, wins the Super Bowl and retires right after that. So not everyone gets that moment. But had that been the case, I don't know. You've been like, you know what? I accomplished everything I want to accomplish. I financially should be pretty well off. Why not? I mean, that's a really good point. But obviously that wasn't the case this season. Um one thing that can't be understated, I think, when it comes to comes to really any pro athlete, and this this we're no different as in our jobs or anyone out there listening right now. You're no different than your job as well. Is that where you live matters? Sure. The quality of life of where you live truly matters. Every single one of these guys, whether I mean, we'll hear from Brent Burns in a little bit, but he talked about what he appreciates and loves about the stuff off the ice series like from schools community the friends he's able to make outside the team and just the, the environment that he's able to live in talk to I remember talking with Paul Stastny uh, pretty early on in the season and he talked about man there's so many great opportunities here to do stuff with my kids and it, just the quality of life here is so great guys can go out and just be them normal be their normal selves and not everything is super scrutinized. That that matters to a lot of these guys. Even Jordan Martinook has talked about it too. These guys that now have kids and families, this is a great place to live. There's a reason why the, this area is one of the fastest growing areas in the entire country. There's a reason for it because of the quality of life. That can't be understated. I think that's really important. And, and you think about the sacrifices that these guys have to make to play at this level. Yeah. Um, you know, and some of that, some of that is having to move to places you don't necessarily want to move to. If you get drafted by somebody or traded, so when you have the opportunity to to be in a place you want to be, you can understand why. All right, maybe I'll take a little less money to stay, or yeah, I love the culture of the Hurricanes. Maybe I'll stay. I think that I think that all that stuff matters, and that's why filling the stands, yeah, having the stadium series, you know being in a great place, all that stuff matters to, to building a good organization. And even Derek Stepan uh, talked to him earlier today. He even said this as well. He, said he knew coming into the training camp that he was probably going to be that extra forward. And he understood that was going to be his role. And he actually ended up playing more games this season than he anticipated he would. Um, but he says he appreciated the moments and everything he had. He understands that he's a, a free agent coming up. But he says, this is the place I want to be. Like, I want to be here. Like, I want to see this through here like I love this area I love this place I love the culture that Rod Brindamore 
everyone says, like, this is where they want to be. Now, there's some guys who said, I know, like, for example, uh, like Shane Gossespierre is like, yeah, I did like it. I enjoyed my time here. But he also understands that at his age, he can have a bigger role in another team and possibly get a better contract than he possibly would get here. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But he says, still loved his time here, and he actually really did enjoy it. Um, he knows this is a contending team, but you know the market might dictate where he can make a little bit more. Now, he doesn't, from my understanding, I don't think he has kids or a family. So everyone's in a little bit of a, a different position. So it can't be understated quality of life. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you might be able to get more money in New York, but do you want to live in New York? Not everyone wants to do that. I don't. Sure. Uh, do you want to I mean, live in New York City? Well, I don't want to live in New York City. Well, it depends how much money I had if I was going to live in New York City. Yeah, but I could also make a lot of money and live here in Raleigh and things would be really, really comfortable. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, no Just doubt. And, and these guys are all at different points of their career. Some are looking at the end. Some are saying, this is my chance to get the biggest payday of my career. Yes. Again, everyone's in a different situation, right. and I do not fault somebody for going to do that. Seth Jarvis, Carolina Hurricanes forward, joining us here on the Heat Automotive Group Hotline. Seth, first of all, uh, congrats on, let's say, it's, it's a very successful season. But since the season ended a couple days ago, have you had a chance to maybe take a breath now that the season is over and, and just reflect on what the season was? Yeah, there's been a little bit of time to reflect on it. I mean, it's, uh, it's a tough way to end it and a tough way to lose. So, uh you don't want to think too much on it because it, it puts you in a bad mood, but it's uh, it's been it's been a tough tough day or two so far. Seth, when you when you look at these four games, what what stands out? Do you do you do you replay these games in your mind and oh, I had a chance here, I had a chance there, or or do you just kind of accept what happened? Yeah, a little bit of both. I think you well, you obviously I think it's in, in anyone's human nature to replay what you could have done better and the chances you missed and and stuff, but you also this guy can add tip your cap to to a team that played really well, a goalie that was unbelievable, and so it it's uh, it's something that you kind of have to find the best of both worlds. But it's uh, it sucks, nevertheless. Seth Jarvis, Carolina Hurricanes forward, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, alongside Brian Murphy, Dennis Cox here with you. Seth, we saw throughout the season Brent Burns come in and really take you under his wing. What are some of the things that you have learned from him? Not only just stuff on the ice, but off the ice as well, just because he's been in the league for so long. Yeah, he's uh, he's helped me a lot. Just uh, obviously feed me, give me dinners, just taking care of me, <laughs> give me a family family environment to to kind of be around. It's it's nice to be around his family. His family's amazing, so it's awesome to just hang around with kids, his wife, and, and enjoy that part. But I think off the ice, just uh, how he treats everybody. I think you don't go, you don't play in the league this long and, and be a bad dude. It's uh, it's no different with him. He's he's an unbelievable person, and I think just the way he treats uh, the teammates, staff, and and even the fans with with the respect is something that is uh, I really admire. Uh, you mentioned the the family aspect of this. How you're you're just 21 years old. I, I remember when I was 21, I was in college playing sports, but I was pretty close to my family. But you've been away from from family for a while. You're basically across continent uh, in different ways. Um, how how important is that for you? just to, to have that family environment off the ice um, just in terms of just having like a, like an older brother or even a father figure in that regard. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's really cool for me. Uh, yeah. I've, I haven't lived at home since I was probably 15. So yeah. it's, been, it's been a while, but uh, it's fun nevertheless. And I mean, you, you be around the guys all the time. So that's, that's kind of your family. 
especially at a young age. I, I got no, I got no responsibilities down here. So I just, uh, I hang out with basically my best friends every day, but, uh, with Burns, family, I mean, just how his kids are unbelievable. So it's fun to, I feel like a little bit of a big brother in that family and, and just hang out with them is, is the best. Seth, we heard, you know, during the regular season when there was talk at the deadline about trying to go out and acquire uh, a star or acquire someone to, to help this team, that, that your name often came up, and, and that was the end of some of those conversations. Does that impact you? Did you hear that as a player? And, and what does it mean that, that it seems like the Hurricanes weren't even willing to entertain that stuff? Yeah, it, uh, you, you hear that. You can't avoid it. And uh, I think at the start, it, it kind of sucked a little bit. You never want to hear your name in, in those talks. And and uh just have that have those thoughts going through your head but it mean it meant the world that i was able to stick around here and they had the confidence in me that i could contribute when it mattered most in the playoffs and uh be a part of uh, a winning team how do you balance seeing those things and those those conversations are completely out of your control but how do you make sure those kinds of conversations or the stuff that you see doesn't impact you on the ice how how hard is it to balance that because we're all human yeah, it, it's tough a little bit. I think I got to a point where it was just uh, at that point motivation that mm. if uh, I'm just going to go up there and play as hard as I can and play the best hockey I can, and if they want to trade me after that, so be it. But uh, I just wanted to make an impact uh, on the ice whenever I could, and I think those little comments on people on Twitter messaging me or whatever uh, <laughs> and saying some not-so-nice stuff uh, definitely got me going, and I think really helps me kind of later into the year and into playoffs, just remembering all that kind of those little stuff and, and motivating you to go a little bit harder. Seth Jarvis, I, my best recommendation, stay off Twitter. I, I can't do it. I can't do it, but that would be my recommendation. When, when you look yeah. at this offseason and, and going into next year, obviously this team once again going to be contenders for, for the Stanley Cup, contenders to win the division. What, what would you like to improve in your game? How would you like to get better as you head into the offseason? Yeah, I just uh, the biggest thing for me is strength. I'm I'm not a huge player, but I uh, I want to be sturdy on my feet. I want to be someone that can throw my weight around and and uh, be physical and just yeah be be better protecting the puck too. Just holding on to it, making plays. I think playing with high end players, the longer you hold on the puck, the the more things seem to open up and uh, the more chance you get to score. Seth Jarvis joining us here in the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. All right, let's 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 go off the ice. I remember actually you and I spoke. You know, early in your rookie career, I probably don't remember this, but I was asking you how much you've adapted to rally and adapted to the area. What's been the fun things that you've enjoyed most being in this community off the ice? Uh, whew, there's there's a lot. I think uh, my favorite thing, honestly, is just is just kind of the the way of life here. Yeah, it's it's, it's nice and slow. It's you know, no one's in a rush, and it it always feels kind of homey. I think uh, we're on the road so much. We're traveling all over the place that you kind of get lost and lost in time and, and everything seems to fly by, but then you come back home, it's nice and quiet. And that's something I think is really underappreciated. Something I, I love probably the most about here. We've talked a lot about players that, that the Hurricanes may bring in and, and players that may stay as free agents off of this team. The, the culture that you guys have built, the, the area, how much of a lure to, to free agents is that? We've heard, obviously, what Burns has said about you know being here. Uh, we heard Jordan Stahl in some comments say, I don't want to go anywhere else. Is there a lure to, to a place like Raleigh for, for other players around the league or, or a lure to what the, the culture that Rod Brendamore and the Hurricanes have built? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of both. I think, obviously, when you have guys like Burns and, and Jordan talking about how much they love it and, and uh, don't want to leave, I think that entices other players and, and high-caliber players don't want to come play. But I think 
if you just, uh, just kind of see the way our team is, see the way uh, we play, I think it entices a lot of players who want to come here and want, want to win. I think we play a, a winning game, and uh, so I think it makes a lot of sense that uh, that bigger players and better players want to come here and play. Seth Jarvis, Hurricanes forward, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. All right, final question for you. Stepping away from the emotion of how this season ended, you look at the fact that you played all 82 games. There were some other fun moments like Whalers Night, Stadium Series. You got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Have you, you look back at it in that sense, pretty fun year for just being age 21, second year in the NHL. You got to do a lot of pretty awesome things in your second year. Yeah, yeah, a ton. Uh, the Stadium Series is something I'll never forget. There's been countless moments throughout the year that will stick with me forever. I mean, Stas is OT winner in the in the first round. That was some of the most excitement yeah. I've I've ever had. So there's a bunch of little moments that I think I'll carry with me with me forever. Wait, last one for me. When you look at at the series that Matthew Kachuk had as a hockey player, you, you see what he went through. Is that sort of like the pinnacle? I mean, obviously, you know, game winners in overtime and and ending a series. You look at that and you say. Man, I, I, that's the position. I'm, I'm sure you've dreamed about it playing on the on the pond, right, many times. But is that kind of – you see a guy have a series like that against you and you say, man, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be on the other end of sure, that. Sure, of course. Uh, it's, it's tough to watch that happen. You know, but, yeah, he, he had a, a really good series. He's having a really good playoffs. And he's a high-end player. And you expect those guys to make those kind of plays. And, yeah, I mean, that's – I think every kid's dream is, is scoring overtime winners in the playoffs. Seth Jarvis, Carolina Hurricanes forward. Uh, go prop your feet up, young man. You deserve it. Uh, and, and best of luck this offseason to you getting ready for the upcoming year. We enjoy watching you play. Thanks so much for your time. Really do enjoy it. We we wish, I hope, that it was un, under circumstances of having just won a Stanley Cup, but I know you're going to work your tail off to get there. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's Seth Jarvis joining us here in the Heath Strauss Motor Group Hotline. If you missed any of that conversation, check it out on the Best of 99.9 The Fan Podcast. Uh, for yeah, young player, twenty-one years old, second year, still second year in the league at age twenty-one. Played all eighty-two games, played every single postseason game. He's not afraid of the physical stuff either. The kid's got a bright, bright future. Yeah, I mean, a couple weeks ago when during the the series with the Islanders and the Devils, we were talking about you know the plays that he was making and, and yeah. how he was making winning plays. And thank goodness that the Hurricanes didn't entertain uh, trading him away. You mm-hmm. know, when when at the deadline when they were looking for you know maybe just a little bit more scoring punch and. He's part of that young nucleus that we talk about. Yeah. Why the Hurricanes could be good for another five years down the line. I think he's, uh, you know, as much a part of that as some of the other guys, Aho and Svechnikov and guys like that. It's uh, he's uh, he's fantastic. He is absolutely a fantastic, fantastic player.